Welcome back to a sporting discussion, your podcast talking sports of all sorts. I'm AJ Mithen here in a beautifully warm and crisp ASD stadium, joined as always by Andrew Donison. Welcome, Andrew. What a brilliant introduction, AJ, for a magnificent podcast. The best podcast going around. You're the best co-host that I could ever hope to have. I hope everyone enjoys listening to it. Oh, it's just brilliant, brilliant podcasting, brilliant introducing how, um, how's everyone's ears? Everyone's ears are all right? What are we talking about today, AJ? Biased commentary. Mm-hmm. I love biased commentary. I don't know. Do you love biased commentary? Uh, I, look, I, I don't mind it as as a an addition, mm. as an alternative. We'll, we'll get into we'll the, get, yeah. the nuances and the whys and where's for us. But that's, that's just a big intro. That was a big in- I don't know where to go from here. You've oh, talked it up, but how are you going to ramp it up from there? Uh, t- to be honest... Have you left yourself I, somewhere to go? I've always got somewhere to go. I, I, <laughs> could, I, I could talk about whatever you want me to talk about being the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm having, if anyone out there wants me to commentate on anything at all, <laughs> I'll do it as the biggest fan you've got. We've talked about sports commentary a lot on a sporting discussion, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And, um, our the likes topic, and dislikes, our what likes, we're really looking for. Likes, dislikes, pleasures, pains. But it's a fine line. But what we've spoken about to a fair point, but not in depth, which is what this show is all about, is a hometown call or a um, biased is the word, a tilted mm-hmm. call. Yep. Uh, a call done from the point of view of one of the combatants, participants, um, and whether Australia is... Up for that. Now, we've seen a couple of times on um, Fox Football there have been uh, press read for, I think it was Kevin Bartlett doing a biased Richmond call, and there was also a press read for Ed, which was a biased Collingwood call. It's very rare, and it's not, well, it's not rare. It's not as rare as you'd think in Australia. Well, well, no, because there exists a radio station in Geelong called K Rock, which has been doing biased commentary of Geelong games for as long as they've been around. We will get to. Without K-Rock really calling it biased commentary, they just call the games. We will get to buy, to K Rock <laughs> just a little bit later on. Um, now, it's uh, the inspiration for this show is the bias call, and a lot of people think the straight call, the straight commentary of their team is biased anyway. Ninety nine percent against their team. Well, it is. It is. My team is playing your team on uh, Friday night. Everyone hates my team. Everyone hates my team as well. You and I bet the umpires are against your team and my team, and I bet the commentators are against your team and my team. Just depending on who you talk to. No, I'm going to be listening to K Rock. That's all right. Um, (laughs) Yes, but it's it's a highly subjective thing. So we put the question out on our social media as you do every week at ASD underscore Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash a sporting discussion. Would you listen to a sport broadcast for your home team? Do you like a broadcast bias towards your team or do you prefer your games called straight down the middle? Um, we got some we got some I, I was passionate su- responses. I was not surprised by the passion, but I was surprised where that passion was directed. I cannot lie. So I'll I'll read I'll read the first one, the regards Stuart Thomas. I find the home team broadcasts absolutely appalling. The EPL versions are the worst. 
Here in a Queenslander or blue bagger use the term we in, in commentary is sickening. An Australian bias in the coverage of international competitions is embarrassing. Just my view, but I don't need a cheerleader. I would prefer a commentator. Ooh. And that's what you're talking about. That when was you... the theme of what we what we got. You're going to hear a lot of negativity towards a hometown call mm. um, here, particular. But I think against an overt hometown call, let's call it that, because we'll get into it a little bit later. There are versions of um, hometown calls that are not, you know, we and us and okay. those sort of things. In particular, over in America, the way they set it up in baseball and uh, the yes. NFL. But yes, but I was surprised. I mean, uh, rugby league state of origin when that is broadcast in Australia, they split down the middle. The New South Wales commentators and Queensland commentators are encouraged to talk up the rivalry and the, their love for their own state. I think that's great. Yeah. People go crazy whenever it's on because they hate it. They hate people saying, oh, you know, we are this and we are that. And Wally Lewis going, we're the greatest and people getting into it in the commentary box. But that's part of the theatre of state of origin. Mm. Um, so I've got no real problem with that. Um if you're if it's a regular season game, and some which is what Stu's getting to, I think, if there's a Queenslander calling a Brisbane Broncos game who's saying things like "we," that's a bit odd to me. That's truly biased. That's not because what we were asking about was specifically delivered for your team, or yeah, I think there's a yeah there's a big difference between someone showing their bias towards a certain side mm. in their commentary and then being part of a deliberately biased commentary team or deliberately team-focused, yeah. like the... Um, the um, was it the Champions League final or the where Liverpool won? They, oh, the semi-final. Yes. yes. We've, got, we've got some footage. Footage. Yes, <laughs> for all you watching on your... Uh, <laughs> What was it? The, on your on crystal your device, set? Yeah. Yeah, your crystal set, the wireless. <laughs> yes. Yes. For people listening, we have... Actually, can, can we play that yes. now to, to get an idea for what is real, like, just the team? We are, we are so mm. rabid with our support. Now, I understand this was done by Liverpool TV. So yes. here it comes. <laughs> 12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3 0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! Yeah! Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Oh my word! Yes! This is extraordinary! Last night, we were all feeling so down, weren't we? Let's be honest. But, well. That, that I don't need Amazing words that. to tell you what that means. It's, it's music to my ears, Steve. Milner trying to win a corner, but it Milner's been pushed to the ground. Yes! 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 We've got it! Yes! 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 The Champions League <laughs> final in Madrid! It's our greatest yes, unbelievable time at Anfield! We said we needed an Istanbul, we've got it! Jürgen's on the pitch! Everyone's on the pitch! The scenes of sheer joy and <laughs> It was 
our greatest comeback of all time. Wasn't it? That was, don't, you, don't you love that passion, though? Oh, Wouldn't you rather hear that than, than a Martin Tyler, oh, Liverpool have scored their fourth goal. That means they've come back from a 3-0 deficit against Barcelona. So what was that all about, Andrew? So that was the Champions League semi-final in, uh, at Anfield so against Barcelona. Now, I believe that, they, that Liverpool lost the first leg 3-0, so needed to win 4-0 mm-hmm. in the second leg to progress to the final. Which they did, and that yes, first as you, bit of as you heard, yes, first bit of commentary was the last goal. <laughs> apologies again, those of you with headphones in. So that was uh, Liverpool FC TV commentator Steve Hunter uh, alongside um, Liverpool legend John Aldridge. Salute, Aldridge. Aldridge. Salute to you. John and Steve. Yeah, uh, but that's that's, that's what I yeah. want. That's just pure passion, and it's pure it, passion it, delivered in a package, one hundred percent for Liverpool. If you're listening to that as a Tottenham fan or a West Ham fan, you've stumbled into the wrong bar, sir. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> oh, no, it's stupid. These idiots. Well, and and uh, Dave Brown got in contact on Facebook and said. If I want to hear one-eyed idiots screaming nonsense, I'll listen to myself. <laughs> so at least he's self-aware to realise that he, he might sound something yep. like that. But we got some good good stuff on the Twitter. Aaron Murphy, as long as it was an additional and optional, I'd be all for biased colour calling in any sport. I really enjoyed it when Fox Footy tried it with Collingwood, Richmond and Carlton, even though I don't follow any of them. So that, yeah. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent agree. Uh, Where it does get a bit cringy though, and this came up in a couple of... Um, Comments from Ian Harkin on Twitter and Stuart Thomas, you just read out, and a couple of others about Olympics or international uh, coverage. Liam Clarkson as well. Um, uh, Liam Clarkson from Seven News Brisbane, who does their social media, um, popped up and said um, they got away with it in the Olympics when Australia did well in the 90s and the 2000s, but it became laughable after the debacles of London and Rio. That's hyper-Australian, hyper-partisan... Um, hasn't she done so well to she's 12th and that's it you know so I think there's two things with that firstly if we go the Olympics it's the decision about what to show so in in Australia and look they might do this in other countries but in Australia they they want to show an Australian athlete and I completely get that I think that that is entirely fair it enough may, it's commercial it's commercial one commercial sense 101 exactly you've paid trillions of dollars for the rights to this thing to show to Australia. Yep. And um, as, as cultured as we like to think Australia is, Australia's not all that interested in the South African winning the freestyle um, on Sunday at 2am. No. Yes. But there, there are questions that, that come up um, around Olympics time. Should we be watching someone in the marathon who is coming 57th when there is another event on which has, you know, let's go, the it's got the, the women's 400-metre hurdles, for yeah, example. You with know. a world champion in it. Yeah, um, and, and no Australians. I think that's fair. You, but you'd, you'd show old mate running the marathon, yep. give him some due regard, because they're, they're in the Olympic. The Olympic. Oh, God, They've yeah. done bloody well. Yeah. They're, and they're 57th, which is... Probably about eight thousand spots higher than we would be. How many? Eight hundred thousand. Sorry, okay. um, maybe eight hundred thousand million. Um, but yes, you give them due regard, tip of the cap, and then you move on to the actual world champion, world yeah. leader chasing a world record. You don't revisit the world record after twenty minutes of old mate. 
chugging along, mm. being overtaken, and is now 75th. Um, and then you say, oh, by the way, the women's 400 metres was run and won in a world record time. Here's the last 50 metres. You yeah. Know? Yeah. True. And that's and bad. So that, that's one side of it. And, the, and then the other side is the commentary. And as you were saying, mm. uh, you know, it was great when there were all of those, you know, Ian Thorpe, Grant Hackett, Kieran Perkins, Susie O'Neill, uh, Libby Lenton. A golden era. A golden era. Yes. Uh, and they, you, you could like talk about we and us and how great this is mm. because they were doing. They well, were doing actually, well. Sorry, you can talk about how great they were doing. Should they talk about we and us? No, but it's the Olympics. It's every four years, and it's a. We talked about it with the state of origin. It's approached with a very patriotic. Shell. Everyone's got a flag around their shoulders in the commentary team. Um, Norman and, May. That's they, gold, <laughs> gold, gold for Australia. And they say, plus we're, we're a busy little country in the world scheme of the world. And when we do well at the Olympics, which is a massive event, you're allowed to get yeah. excited about that. I don't yeah. have a big problem with overly patriotic Olympic. Okay, because that, was one, of the, like that was one of the ones that I read. puke, but after yeah. I've, you know, I've, after I've got over myself, I can <laughs> I can live with it because you know that's all you're going to get. Yeah, because I think that was one of the messages I saw on social media was how cringy that that part of yeah, it is. Yeah, but that's our is. problem. 99% of Australia love that stuff when it's Olympics. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, Liam Clarkson also um, Gave us a note which was interesting and can apply to quite a few things that we've been talking about. For club footy, I don't need anyone pretending the Broncos are better than they are. Thank you. I prefer straight analysis, which is where you get your problems with your Liverpool TV and that sort of thing. But for for um, Liverpool TV and things like that, if Liverpool's not playing well, they're not going to pretend Liverpool's playing well, they will oh, hit, God, hit no. them straight between the eyes. Yeah. And K-Rock and the for listeners who are outside of Victoria who, who don't listen to a lot of Aussie Rules football, K-Rock is based in Geelong and broadcasts every Geelong Cats game live. And um, they are known for – they usually have a straight caller um, who is not a Geelong-related person, but the box is packed with Cats fans, ex-Cats players, current Cats players mm. and things like that. And um, that is how you end up with – uh, excitement and jubilation, like we heard in the 2009 AFL Grand Final. Take the mark on the chest. Hasn't had Ablett! Ablett in the middle. Gary Ablett in the middle of the MCG. Salvo! Well done! That was great work from Gilbert, but it comes back to Ablett. Ablett runs his measure. A big long ball. Gus is going back. Through. Fisher! Yes, there is two and a half minutes left on the clock, Koza. Now, that caller is Anthony Mithen, who is a distant relation. Mm-hmm. Um, he is actually a mad Richmond fan. 
but he understand and was actually a member of the Richmond board once. But he understands his audience that K Rock is looking for and delivers profusely. And you heard the box, the the rest of the box going up when uh, Paul Chapman kicked that goal and Geelong were going to win that grand final. Yes, and Aaron Dallahunty, a very good friend of the show, commented about the K-Rock um, models. Um, I've never understood the appeal of home team media either. As a Cats fan, listening to K-Rock drives me nuts. I don't need to be told about my emotional reaction to what's happening in the game. I can feel it. I want information and analysis from commentators. Yeah, yeah, it's fair enough. Now... No. We're talking and we're demonstrating the fairly extreme ends oh, of this, but because that's, that's fun. Yeah. Now we talked. Um, we've talked before about um, subscribing and the options that you get when you follow US sports like baseball and the NFL and um, hockey and things like that. Mm-hmm. Part of that, part of your subscription, is that you get the choice of a home or away call because home and away commentary teams call every game for every team. Yeah. So. Um, when I listen to my Chicago White Sox call, mm-hmm. it's pretty much what Aaron said there. It's straight down the line. They call the game straight down the line. They just give very, very little attention to the other team. So when the White Sox are at bat, they're referencing the batter. And yep. when the White Sox are in the field, they're referencing the pitcher and fielders the pitcher and what's and happening fielder. on play there. White Sox aren't very good, so they're pitching and fielding a lot. And when opposition team does something good, like mm. hits a home run, steals a base, whatever, they say, and, you know, there's a home run and it's 8-2, White Sox are down. Um, you know, they're not looking real good today. Right, okay. You know, and then they go into stories about times when they weren't, you know, they sucked and this, that and the other. And if it's a complete blowout, they just talk stories about war stories about when the commentators played and who their favourite players were and things like that. But they don't go when the White Sox do something good. They give it due regard, but they don't go over the top like we heard from Liverpool (laughs) or from um, K-Rock just then. They're kind of like, you know, this is amazing. I can't believe what I'm saying. But they don't go all troppo. The NFL's a little bit different because that's a little more high... Uh, high tempo, high, high aggro, high intensity. Um, whenever a team does something good, you know your commentator will go absolutely cocoa bananas. Now mm. we're not going to put any audio of Major League Baseball or the National Football League in this podcast because we actually like our goods and properties, and um, we don't want to be sued. <laughs> and I quite like these pants, and I'd like to keep them. The, talking about that style of of commentary like that's that is a yeah a very different style to what most people think of when they think of a a biased or a hometown call people yeah. do think about the the rabid basically the almost fan in the stand and i'm thinking now about the cricket commentary in australia on television and the the very it, it is extremely biased Towards Australia, yeah, and and there's been a lot of talk and a lot of um, viral articles, yeah, and yeah. Things like that Jeff Lemon wrote, and um, this and so on. But the question is, and the ratings will show you, people like that. That's how they yeah. want their cricket delivered to them. But, they but, don't care about Safraz Nawaz and <laughs> you know Muhammad Azaruddin and 
those things like that or the you know the opposition players they don't they just want to hear about how great Australia is. It's been a long time since you've watched cricket on television, <laughs> isn't it? Age? But yeah, I listen on my crystal set. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the 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 average listener or average viewer might not even notice that they are overtly um, sort of cheering for Australia because yeah. they don't use the we, the us. It's just if you if you listen to them, you're like, oh, well, they're, yeah, certain commentators are definitely... It sounds like they're calling to. it relatively straight, doesn't it? It sounds yeah. like it until... And it's interesting because it's all ex-players who are resisting the we's and the us's and... All of that. Yes. Yeah. And then if you go and listen over the in the UK, part. well, it's extremely obvious that they, uh, especially in Ashes, Australia, England, yeah. <laughs> it's extremely obvious that they are supporting Theirs is even more biased than Australia's is. If, they, if you thought Australia's cricket commentary was a problem. Um, the I can remember way back, 05, yep. they played a 2020 before the Ashes series started. They played a 2020 series before okay. the Ashes started. And England won. And I'm pretty sure it was Jeff Boycott who's recently been punted or stood down, however you want to take that, from the coverage. When they were walking off the field and England had won what was essentially a meaningless 2020 game, mm. he was in the commentary with going, look him in the eyes, look him in the eyes and let them know that this is it. You know, you're not going to mess around and you want to take them out for the Ashes and blah, blah, blah. And I, was, I can remember it was like 3 a.m., Bleary-eyed with a couple under my belt, thinking, "Geez, all right, settle down." Settle you know, down. It's, a, it's a 2020 match, but yeah, he ended up being right, and I was, you yeah. know, a few months later listening to my wind-up radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they 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 did win by a hundred runs, yeah, eight but that for 179, was 179. Bold Australia out for 79. That's it. If if um any of the Australian commentators had said that, oh. Oh, he would have broken loose. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but that's what it is. If you, if you thought Aussie cricket commentary was biased, you have never watched a Sky Sports UK coverage. Yes. It, quick quick interjection with a, uh, a fact or a stat here. Who was Australia's highest run scorer in that T20? Uh, it's probably someone we've never heard of again. Also scored at the second highest strike rate in that Innings for Australia. Just put us out of it. Jason three. Gillespie. Oh. 24 runs off 18 balls coming in at number nine. He came in at seven for 31. Double centurion <laughs> Jason Gillespie. Ah, there you go. So, yeah, yeah there yeah. is there's, – there's such a difference in commentary mm. where they're not trying to be biased, but – they they are which now, is interesting. Paul Nichols on Facebook said, "I'm not overly I'm not into overly biased commentary, but the biggest offenders are Wallabies test matches, almost unwatchable." And Paul, I would extend that Wallabies bias to any Australian rugby team playing in Super Rugby against an international side. Um, it's uh, the callers on Fox are so incredibly. Tilted towards Australian teams, it's it's actually quite frustrating when you're trying to watch a game and take it in. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's yeah that that's really annoying. I agree with Paul. So I I'm just now having a going down a a rabbit hole of biased and non biased cricket commentary, and there was the most recent Cricket World Cup where. Ian Smith, the New Zealander. Oh yes, he called the end of New Zealand's heartbreaking World Cup loss brilliantly. Like 
absolutely brilliant by the barest of margins. It was <laughs> it was a phenomenal moment in in cricket commentary, delivered not by someone going. Oh, I'm yeah. so pissed off and I we're can't screwed. believe we've been, we've this. Been yeah. yeah, yeah. He actually just called the moment and away away he went. Mm. There was another one in the 2000 and, oh, 2016 T20 World Cup maybe. It was David Lloyd and Ian Bishop in the commentary box. And David Lloyd was the – he was commentating at the time and Ian Bishop was giving special comments. And then Carlos Brathwaite, he hit uh, Ben Stokes for, what, four four sixes in a row or yeah, something. Yeah, that's insane. right. Went bananas to win the game. After the third one, so which brought the scores level um, – David Lloyd, like there's vision that shows him. They both, they're both sort of standing up watching. Mm. Lloyd, I think, taps him on the shoulder and just steps back. Uh, taps him on the shoulder to say, You've to got, say you have the com. You're cool. And, <laughs> and initially, Bish goes, oh, no, no, no. But it's yeah. Because it's the West Indies winning. He's a, a former yeah. West Indian he player. Says, you have it. You take it. And it's, yeah, it's like, Carlos Brathmate, remember the name. <laughs> but it, that's, that wasn't a good on us, we won. Yeah. That was just understanding the moment. But I thought it was really... West Indian voice for a West Indian achievement. Yeah. yeah. And it was really nice where, you know, uh, David Lloyd has just gone, Yep, over to you. Have, it's a, yeah, you you have the moment. It's good situational awareness, isn't it? It is. And so those two, and then in the, um, was it mm. 2005 maybe, AFL final series where Geelong lost to Sydney. Oh, yeah. Nick Davis, Nick Davis kicked four kicked goals in the last quarter, including right. one with a second to go. And known Geelong supporter Anthony Hudson yeah. called it brilliantly. That's right. Uh, yes, yeah, he called it like it was like he was a Sydney fan. <laughs> yeah, but that's him being a professional. Exactly. So you, there already are certain moments where the team that's winning is given the appropriate pump up, mm. but it's not quite Liverpool TV, is it? No, no, it's not quite Liverpool TV. Um, one of the most probably famous. Sports broadcast in Australia, Andrew, was the 2005 uh, World Cup qualifier, Australia and Uruguay. Speaking of the penalty shootout, voices for hometown calls. Now, that was supposed to be called straight down the middle. Um, Simon Hill, who (laughs) English expat, um, was calling the game and he called it straight down the middle. But you could tell with all of the history and such that was on the shoulders of that game. Uh, he was having an absolute bastard of a time trying to keep it, keep it all. You know, no we, no us. Um, and he didn't use we and us, but he. W- you could tell when Uruguay looked like they might score, there was genuine terror in his voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when Australia did something good, it sounded a little like this with uh, his offsider Craig Foster there for special comments. This was right at the end. If John Aloisi can score this goal, Australia will be there. Are you sure? I'm not trying to do my best. 4-2. I can hardly, 4-2. I can hardly he wins it for us. John. Here's Aloisi for a place in the he World Cup. For us. He's yeah!
joyfully. Now, I'm, I'm going to let that slide because... There's, as you just heard at the end there, it's been a long Except time. since 1974. Now that's, that's still the greatest event, sporting event I've ever been to of any code at any time of the day, anything like that. That's, that's, there's probably another podcast in that for us, Andrew. We can, let's write that down. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't like mine. <laughs> so what do you, what do you think? I, can we let it go in situations like that? Or do you, should that have been called straight down the line all the way? Uh, so I think, I think the talking about 1974, first time since 74, etc. Mm. that's all fine. It's the, yes, <laughs> yes, that's a little, might be a little bit over the top for, uh, if it was an international call. So the call that other countries were mm. taking, I don't know. I, I think that for games like that. You expect in the home country to be watching with a little bit of yeah. of, of mayo on, but not a not a huge <laughs> amount. I love it. That's iconic. That's iconic for mine. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. The commentary for that entire game is um, Craig Foster's absolutely beside himself with terror for the entire 120 minutes plus penalties, <laughs> <laughs> and also that right at the end where you know yeah to to win to progress. He's like, are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> that, I I hadn't uh, I I don't think I'd ever picked that up until you pointed that out to me before the show. So yes, I've, I've burned out that DVD quite a bit. <laughs> but I, I think getting back to the the question of you know do we want that real you know rough and tumble hometown mm. like three people who yeah. are refs, one eyed refs are against support. us. This yeah. is all rubbish. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, I, I'm all for it as long. As it was, and this Aaron Murphy on on Twitter said this. As long as it was additional and optional, um, and uh, Henning's headlines. Yes, I would listen to a bias broadcast. For me personally, a sympathetic home bias broadcast would be helpful because I follow an NRL team that loses the games they should win. <laughs> <laughs> so and we just got another one through from Doogie. Andrew McDougall, hometown 100%. I enjoy listening to Cubs games because of the Chicago town coverage. Now, that's, um, like I said, they, they don't go troppo yeah. major league callers basically because they have to call 800,000 games a year and they go for upwards of three, four, five hours. They've got to pace themselves. <laughs> You've got to relax, yeah. But I, I think the what, the one thing with which would annoy me would be how every decision against them was wrong. And yeah. it's like, oh. So if no. it's a, so a fan in the stand sort of approaches what you don't like. Yeah. Because I've been to a lot of sport with you and fan in, the span, fan in the stand is definitely one thing you do not like. No, I do not. <laughs> it's like, he took his head off. That's why it was a free kick. You went, oh, he didn't touch him. <sighs> okay. Yeah, right. He got the free kick because he was soft, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Umpires yeah. <laughs> are against us and the players are soft and rah rah so what I, I've always said that what I want with my commentary is I want to know what's happening and I'd like a little bit into why it's happening. So cricket, what's the bowler doing? Why have they bowled four short balls in a row? Like, have they moved the field? What are they – what's the thinking behind So you're that? a tactics – Tactical analysis person. I quite if I'm just sort of sitting and listening, mm. then that's what what I want to know. If I'm and I reckon it's different from radio to my expectations, radio to television. Radio, yeah. I probably expect that a little bit more. I want to know if 
uh, I'm, I'm listening to an AFL broadcast and a team has managed to kick three quick goals in a row. What's the opposition? What it, so what changes did they make to for that to happen? What's the opposition doing? Have they moved a player onto someone else? Uh, now you you've done sports commentary. You've done yes. women's VFL um, Aussie rules. You've done yep. white line wireless catch bound cricket commentary. Yep. Um, what are the rules for those? Because um, you were well VFL, so VFL probably doesn't matter. I, I was going to say so VFL. I was special comments, yep. which basically meant watch the play and explain why explain it happened. Why. Yep. So you had the people who were doing the ball by ball. So you, I was that. So that was a straight down the line call. That was straight so down the line. White line also, I was going to say that that's yeah. I, that was also coloured by what I want to hear. So I would be watching behind the play and seeing where the defence was was standing when the opposition got the ball and who was moving the ball in what way, how they were moving the ball. There was one game where it was extremely obvious that one team was doing a certain thing and one team was doing another and it was easy to explain. Mm. Others, not so. The white line wireless is a bit less, a bit looser than that. A bit less analytical. A bit less analytical. Yeah. So what's the, what's the approach there for your more um, unkempt commentary team? Uh, there was a very, very strict edict of no we and us. Okay. It was it was cricket commentary. Because it was mainly Aussie tests, away tests. Oh, yeah, yeah, Australian away test series. We also did um, World Cups and World T20s, yep. men's and women's. And, yeah, it was always straight down the line in terms of no supporting, but it was as obscure and bizarre as you liked to go. Now, you were also over in the UAE with Wisden Cricket, um, with Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon calling that um, incredible drawn test yes. uh, between Australia and Pakistan. It's not just the great escape, it's the greatest escape, Adam Collins. Yes. Now, that was Fine. fair enough because it wasn't our greatest escape. Was there any talk there in production meetings around keeping it straight and keeping it level? Or the, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, so that was... Because you had, there was some... Uh, Michael Hussey, Brendan Julian and all that were in the box with you, weren't they? Yes, so we, had, yeah. we had Mike Hussey, Brendan Julian, Pete Lawler from the Oz and we had Bazard Khan uh, as well. That's right, yep. So they're all you know, super professional. So what was your um, advice to them as the as the producer? What was your advice in the meetings uh, well, to, towards? To the, to the special comments, uh, nothing, just... Comment especially. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so we, with Adam and Jeff, we just made sure that it was not a – it's not a, a bias call. Yes, it's going back to – through the Cricket Australia app. It's also going through the PCB mm. app, our website, and the Wisdom website. So, no, no, it was all – it's got to be – this is a serious call. This has to be given the respect that it deserves because it's the only commentary that was being – or only English language – commentary on the radio that was being done. So it was, yeah, very much a this this has to be done properly and it was probably your, your ABC grandstand um, style yeah. rather than the, the BBC where it's a bit more of that bias yeah. and certainly not like White Line Wireless. No. <laughs> we, were, we were very, very clear. Less beers than White Line Wireless. Yes. Yeah, I, they did a great job too, especially keeping it together while that drawn uh, oh. – just was going on. Phenomenal. No, Andrew, we're almost done here, but we can't be done talking about biased commentary without 
leaving our good listeners with some of the greatest bias commentary ever heard in sport. The the 1994 Regal Trophy Rugby League final. It was... <laughs> this is legendary in uh, rugby league circles, but if you haven't heard it before, you are in for a special treat. Castleford against Wigan, and the, the commentator is Mick Morgan. Now, Mick didn't realise the that this went as as viral as it did. He was just doing it as the in-house mm. uh, commentary. <laughs> so, do you want me to do you want me to tell explain what the what the vision we're about to hear? Yeah, wrap wrap this first bit for us. All right. So basically, so um, Kelvin Skerritt is for Wigan. And Andy Hay, the Castleford player, has the ball, uh, is being tackled, and Skerritt just comes in with the biggest swinging arm right into his head. Ranger. Yes. And uh, good old Mick Morgan was, was not pleased. He was nice and restrained. Here's what happened. In the final and on in again. Andy Hay. I can't speak. You, I can't speak. You bottleless git. Now it's just typical of what he is. That is those, this is some of the iconic commentary lines that you'll see here and there on Twitter every now and again. It's amazing. So the Campbell oh. that he's referring to, or he's saying, if you've got any bottle, Campbell. So that's the that's referee. That's the referee. Yes. So yeah. No, he should walk. You bottleless. He's the bottleless git. He is the bottleless <laughs> git. I can't speak. I can't speak. Oh, oh boy. Amazing. I, good, I wonder what happened next, Andrew. Should we take a listen? Well, a bit, a bit happened after that. It was only a yellow card, and uh, no one was sent off. Yeah, yeah. So, again, should we should we play it, or do you want me to? No, no. Let's let's it, play. All right. So that was when Castleford prop Lee Crooks scored. He's the best prop in the world. <laughs> that was actually shoving up your ass. <laughs> it was it was from the resultant penalty as well. And That's I right. Say, that the, that happened was, literally about thirty like, seconds after what you heard prior. So I think the there was arm. two two tackles, mm. and then it was the next play. It's actually one of the better set plays you're likely to yeah. see. So I, I really enjoyed Big that. Big Burley Ford charging onto the ball, takes a step, grounds the ball, and you heard. 
commentary magic. And he, he still he still doesn't know who who put the, the commentary up on the internet. He said, I'm not computer minded. I've not even got a mobile phone. It's my grandkids who tell me what's going on. Well, whoever did it, we thank you. And World Sport owes you a great debt of gratitude. They, they do indeed. Now, AJ, that brings us to the end of another episode of a sporting discussion. That I was, was good fun, that it one. Was, it was very good fun. Now, where, where can people read and listen to you being unbiased? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the raw.com.au Mondays with an NRL column. Talking Sport on The Breakfast Show with Fiona Parker on ABC Central Victoria, uh, 9.15am Monday mornings. I understand you are still working Monday mornings with Triple R, Andrew? Yes, Monday mornings. Again, my unbiased sports <laughs> analysis. 7.15am in uh, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. You can get it also on the their website and oh, on yeah, demand if you'd really like to. I should say ABC that. Central Victoria's 91.1 FM or streaming on your local internet. Now, AJ, that's where they can listen to, to people being, to us being unbiased. Mm-hmm. Where can people read your tweets uh, from approximately 7.35 on Saturday night being completely biased yeah. as the Canberra Raiders take, <laughs> on, the the Canberra Raiders take on the West Tigers? Uh, I'm at AJ Mithin. Andrew, you are at Dono79. That is correct. And your mother's yes. maiden name was? <laughs> If you're going to give everyone the year you were born, you might as well give all the hackers something else. Anyway, and if you want to, <laughs> if you want to sure. deal with us as a duo, we are on Twitter at ASD underscore radio, facebook.com slash a sporting discussion. Throw us a like, join the forum. The discussion forum is quite good there. A lot of good crew, a lot of discussion. And a lot chat. of very good discussion. So yep. keep that up. And do not forget our brand spanking, well, it's not brand spanking news, New kind of paint looks quite good. Mm-hmm. Our uh, newly renovated website, asportingdiscussion.com.au. Um, some good pieces there from Chris Meister. Um, you'll find all of our podcast stuff. Um, there's more writing that we are both intending to do, and I'm sure we will do that when we finish being biased. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.